Bibles today. We're going to look at Mark chapter 1. Amen. Mark chapter 1 and verse, we'll start at verse number 1. Hide me up or nothing, but just you know, don't leave me hanging. Now that Archie's gone, we'll probably be all right. Amen. Shoo! Archie had me hyped today. Amen. Mark chapter one, and uh, we're gonna read chapter one through uh, one verse through verse eight. It says the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophets, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Everybody say John. John did baptize in the wilderness and preach the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. And went out, and there went out unto him all the land of Judea, and they of Jerusalem, and were all baptized of him in the river of Jordan, confessing their sins. And John was clothed with camel's hair, and a girdle of skin about his loins, and he did eat locusts and wild honey, mm. and preached, saying, There cometh one mightier than I after me. The latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and unloose. Indeed, I indeed have baptized you with water, but He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. Amen. I want to talk to you for the next few moments on this simple subject, the baptism of repentance. Everybody say the baptism of repentance. Amen. Lord Jesus, thank You for Your Word. Thank You for what You're doing in this house. Thank You, God, for touching us and those that we have prayed for and believed for. In Jesus' name today, God, You are healing, You are delivering, You are moving in this house. And God, we thank You for it in advance of what You're going to do in this service. And God, we give You the glory and praise in Jesus' name. And everybody say Amen. 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 You may be seated. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Cooper. Amen. Amen. I want to just start by saying, how many of you have ever, uh, you have ever heard of a mikvah? Anybody ever heard of a mikvah? Nobody in here has heard of a mikvah. Well, that doesn't really surprise me a whole lot because a mikvah is a Jewish, uh, it is a Jewish kind of a, well, let me just show you. Uh, I'll show you one of the old ones. Uh, that's an old mikvah. It was uh, you would find the mikvah. It was for spiritual cleansing. You'd find it in ancient Israel, especially during the, sec- the second temple period, around 100 BC to about 70 AD. And many of these mikvot or these places where the mikvah were were housed have been uncovered in excavations around uh, the Jewish Temple Mount and. Basically, it's an immersion ritual. So uh, what they would do in these mikvahs is they would go into these, uh, completely submerged into the water, into these mikvahs. Uh, this is a more modern one. This is one that was older, but it's been restored. And as you can tell, it's been made to look a little bit nicer. And then a very modern one uh, would look something like this now. Uh, that's a mikvah. So you see the steps, you go all the way down and there's kind of like a gradual, you go all the way down into the water. And so uh, in, in uh, Jewish culture, uh, anytime someone would become unclean according to the Jewish law, uh, they would need to undergo the ceremony again in order to approach the temple. And so the ceremony that they would uh, participate in would, would cause them to go to the mikvah. 
Now, I, I know that things have changed, times have changed a little bit. Uh, you can read more about it in the Jewish Virtual Library online, uh, jewishvirtuallibrary.org. But uh, the mikvah is now used when a person converts to Judaism. This is kind of the ceremony. They have to get into the mikvah. They have to be all the way completely submerged in the mikvah. Now, some of you are like, Pastor, uh, we're talking about the Bible here. I don't even understand why you would talk about the mikvah. Well, let me just kind of go into uh, what we're talking about here. This baptism that we just read about was a baptism by John, right? We read about the baptism of John in a few places in the Bible. One of them is here in Mark chapter 1. You read also about it in some of the other Gospels. But then you also read about it in Acts chapter 19, right? You read about it where they were only baptized unto the baptism of John or with the baptism of John. And so this was a baptism of repentance. Everybody say a baptism of repentance. repentance. We're in a brand new series today and we're talking about being washed. And so I think it's healthy if we start out the right way. And we have to start out with the repentance baptism. John was preaching about a repentance baptism. Uh, For example, the baptism indicated that repentance had already occurred or was being accompanied by it. He was saying, look, come and get rid of your sins and and, admit that you're a sinner. And, And so if you come and you get in this water, basically what you're saying is I'm turning from my old life. I want to turn to my new life. And he was calling on them to do a baptism of repentance. Now, the word metaneo, uh, it's the word repentance in the Greek, and it, it means, typically it means a change of mind. In the New Testament, it's used in a deeper sense, and it kind of uh, indicates a deliberate turning. And so the end result of this repentance, or this metaneo, is uh, it's, it's really the forgiveness of sins. If somebody truly turns, the Scripture says that there is forgiveness for them, right? The Bible says that if they will repent, if they will turn, then what's going to happen is forgiveness of sins is going to take place in their life. And so uh, what John was trying to do is he was baptizing people into repentance saying, you need to have a turn, a changing of your heart and mind. You need to turn your old life over and turn the new life over to God and just come to Him, amen, and allow Him to forgive you of your sins. And so when somebody in the Scriptures would truly repent... They would truly turn. They would truly come to God. What would happen is that God's direct response to true repentance was always forgiveness. Amen. And, And so let me just start with this. Let me say that repentance is necessary if baptism is going to work. You know, I said it before, but burial or baptism baptism is like burial so you wouldn't bury somebody if they were still alive right Right. that would be awkward that would be very bad we wouldn't want to do that but so many times people just jump into the baptismal water and they haven't even repented yet are you with me everybody follow me so far So this is what John was preaching about. He was saying, look, there needs to be a true turning. And in their time, uh, you know, you've got this, you know, 
baptism and John's trying to get them to get to this place of turning, this place of changing of heart and mind. And, and so here's the deal. How can sins we have never truly repented of come off of us when we're baptized if we didn't truly repent of them in the first place? Right. Right. I'm going to probably you know, kind of scramble a few eggs here in the next few minutes. And I'm not going to be long. But John's message of baptism was different from the Jewish custom of immersion that was already in place. They would go to the mikvah and they thought, I go to the mikvah, I'm good. It doesn't doesn't matter what my attitude is. It doesn't matter what my heart is. All I got to do is get in the mikvah. All I got to do is go completely under the water, come up out of the water. And that's what a lot of people think in our world today. Oh, I see somebody getting baptized. I see somebody in the water. Oh, that seems like a nice thing to do. I'm going to go do that. But the problem is, if they're, if they're not truly repentant, they're just getting wet. And so John was saying, look, this is not just getting wet. This is a change of mind. This is a, a change of heart for one's personal sin. And so it's not merely an external right. It's actually showing a change in one's mindset and heart toward God and sin. And so in this way, John was preparing the way for the Lord. I know that this may seem like I'm getting excited about one of the most foundational points of Scripture uh, of repentance, but you got to understand this. A lot of times we think, how was, you know, we, we call John the forerunner and he was preparing the way for the Lord. How was he preparing the way for the Lord? He was preparing people through repentance. He was telling people, you cannot just simply get wet anymore. It's not enough. I know you break the law and you, you just think, I'll just go jump in the mikvah and I'll come out and everything will be okay. He said, if your heart and your mind isn't changed, if you're truly not sorry and you're not ready to turn from those things, you're just getting wet and it's not doing you any good. He said, you've got to truly turn from those things. You've got to turn your life over to God. You've got to allow God, amen, to have control and have a new mindset about God about salvation because He was doing this because Jesus was going to make a way for them to be back in relationship with Him. He was about to die on the cross. He was about to raise from the the dead. And and through doing that, if they would learn how to access the death of Jesus Christ through repentance, they could also walk in newness of life because of what Jesus was going to do. But until they were ready to repent, they wouldn't be ready for the burial and the resurrection. Until we're ready to die, until we're ready to truly die out to our old life, we're not ready for what Jesus has for us. And so John was making a point to these Jews who thought that they were good just because they had been in the water of the mikvah. You know, are you clean? I can just imagine John preaching, are you clean? I've been to the mikvah, John. I'm good. Like people today. I've already been baptized. When I was a baby, they sprinkled me with some water. I'm fine. I'm clean. That's not what the Bible says, right? And furthermore, you can't repent when you're a baby because you have no recollection of what's going on. Amen. That's not what the Bible says. So there's got to be an understanding. And so John was saying, hey guys, I know you think just because you've been in the mikvah, you're okay. But he was telling them that if they didn't have a change of heart and a change of mind, the mikvah wouldn't do them any good. They were already used to the idea of a baptism of sorts, but they had kind of made it just a ritual. It was just a, you know, if I get in the water, everything's going to be okay. And what 
John was trying to get them to understand is it's not the water that makes everything okay. It's your change of heart and your change of mind. It's your seriousness toward God and your, your despise for the sin that's in your life. Amen. So similar today when people want to get baptized, it really doesn't do them any good unless they have truly repented and had a change of heart and mind. If they haven't turned away from their sins, they're just, really, they're just getting wet. What does it mean when you are baptized? I mean, think about it. What does it mean when you're baptized? Why do you get baptized? The first thing that needs to take place is a change of your heart and your mind regarding your sinful lifestyle. Then, at that point, you can ask God for forgiveness and turn away from those things and turn to God. But until you decide, I don't want to live like this anymore, you, you may say, well, I want this, you know, to try to punch my ticket to make sure I'm okay. But it doesn't work like that. Until we truly repent, we can't truly be forgiven. And you can't fool God. <laughs> You know, you can fool me. You can say, oh, pastor, I'm sorry. And I can say, well, I, you know, I understand. I forgive you. And you may not truly be sorry. But you can't say, God, I'm sorry and fully intend to sin and God not know about it. Right. Right. Amen. Right. Serious business, right? And so, when you are baptized by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ, after this very important step of repentance, then all of your sins are not only forgiven, but they are washed away by the blood of Jesus Christ. And it's not just a ceremony. If you are not repentant, and if you don't understand what you are doing, then you are just getting wet. So why do you need to get baptized? Well, according to Scripture, it is to remit or to wash away your sins, right? And so, we need to have clear recognition of our sin. You know, some people are like, I'm not really that bad of a person. I guess I'll get baptized if you want me to. No, no, no. That's not how we come to baptism. Man, you know what the best baptisms are? Woo, I'm a bad person. I've got a lot of sin in my life and I need God to forgive me. I am so ready to get rid of this. I'm so ready to turn away from all this. Most of us have sin and shame in our lives that we want to get rid of. Amen? Most of us know people who would like to leave their past behind. And many of us and probably all of us have had the desire to be clean and to be new again. Well, through the Word of God, we know that, that it's very possible to be completely forgiven and it is possible to be washed clean. But the only way that this happens is when we start with the baptism of repentance. The very first thing you have to have is a truly repentant heart, a truly repentant attitude. And so the people in John the Baptist's day, they were not quite ready for baptism in the name of Jesus. Think about it. You think about what they were... They were used to the mikvah. And I'm sure because of the way that Jesus, He said, I didn't come to abolish, but I came to fulfill the law, right? And so He wasn't trying to do away with everything. He was saying, look, I came to fulfill the law. I don't want you to have to feel like you're under the Old Testament law again, but there's a new law. There's a new covenant that I'm making with you. And guess what? In the New Testament, His new law, His new covenant was baptism. And so we find a very interesting picture that he's, he's, he, he wants people to be baptized in His name. He wants them to be buried with Him. But before they can get to that step, there has to be a true recognition of where they are currently. Jesus had not been crucified. His blood had not been shed at the point that John is baptizing people with the baptism unto repentance. 
They were depending on their traditions. They were depending on their customs to to make them clean and spiritually okay. And there had to be a change in their heart and in their mind before before they could really truly be happy and ready for what Jesus had for their life. John said he was preparing them for the one who would come after him. He, did, you, did you read that with me? Yeah, I believe he said, uh, there's coming one after me that's mightier than, than I. And he said, the latchet of whose shoes I'm not worthy to stoop down and unloose. He said, I indeed have baptized you with water, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. John said, I'm preparing you for what's coming after me. Right. Notice that he didn't leave it with water baptism. Right. Some people think that's it. That's all you have to do. Just If I just go get in the mikvah, I'm good. If I just go get in the baptismal tank and I get baptized, then I'm good. No, John said, look, I'm just baptizing you with water unto repentance. There's coming one after me, amen, who's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost. He's promising that there's going to be a Holy Spirit baptism, which is what Jesus talked about, amen, which is what Peter talked about. It's what John uh, was explaining to them. He said, look, this is what's going to happen. You're going to be washed and you're going to be cleansed and the only way that that's going to happen is by repenting first. By clearing everything else out. The only way that you could uh, be washed and cleansed is when Jesus' blood had been shed. Amen. And people's hearts were ready to receive the message of Peter in Acts chapter 2. But that would not have been ready had John not set the stage. Had he not prepared the way and said, hey everybody, First, repent. Everybody, wait a second. Before we get to that, there's coming one. He's mightier than I. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost. But you need to change your lifestyle right now. You need to be prepared. You're not ready for Him yet. You need to be ready for Him. The only way that you can be ready for Him is if you will admit your sin and you will confess your sin and you will come to terms with where you are right now. This is why the day of Pentecost was so dramatic and so successful because people were ready for baptism in Jesus' name. It was no longer just a mere form. They went back to the time, amen, that John was baptizing in the Jordan unto repentance and saying, hey, I'm I'm baptizing you, amen, with baptism unto repentance and it's just water. It's just a symbolic thing that you're saying, hey, I'm turning from my sins. And He said, but there's coming one after me that's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So when Peter steps up on the day of Pentecost and he says, repent! Amen. They knew exactly what he meant. John had already explained it. Amen. He had already, they had already understood. I can't just go to the mikvah to be clean. I've got to repent if I want to be clean. I can't just go dunk my head in the water, but now I have to commit my life to God. I've got to turn from my sins. I've got to repent. And the Bible says, Amen. 3,000 souls were added. Why? Because they were ready for the baptism in the name of Jesus. They were ready for the baptism of the Holy Ghost because their hearts had been prepared through repentance. We cannot truly be washed in a mikvah. Not just because we're Gentiles. Amen. I asked my Jewish friend the other day, I said, do you know what a mikvah is? I think that's just for women. I said, no, not anymore. I said that. Right. I said not. Not how you, it may be that way now. It's not how it used to be. Why? Because they think of it's just purification. It's no big deal. They don't really attribute baptism. Amen. In the same way, a baptismal pool or anything else cannot cleanse us until we have truly repented. Right. Somebody asked me one time. They said, "Is the water holy?" 
<laughs> I don't know. Let's ask, you know, Louisville Water. I don't know. Did y'all pump us some holy water up in here? I don't know. I don't think it's the water or where that water comes from because I've seen people get baptized in creeks. I've seen people get baptized in the ocean. I've seen people baptized in ponds and lakes and pools and bathtubs. I don't think it's the water or where you get baptized. I'll tell you what it is. It's the change of your heart and mind that says, God, I'm repenting. I'm turning from my sin. And I need your forgiveness. I want you to wash me clean today. Amen. You can stand with me. I'm closing. We don't just want people to get wet. Amen. I, I'm, you know, I'll be honest with you. I really like baptizing people. I like seeing people get baptized. But I've got this mindset right now that I want to see people when they come to get baptized, I want to see them repent. I want them to come to repentance. I want them to understand what's going on. And when they do, and we baptize them, it's not because of us. It's not because of the water. It's not because of the staging or the place where they're getting baptized. Amen. It's simply because of their change of heart and mind and the attitude that says, I'm turning away from my sin and I'm turning to You, God. And when they truly repent, the Bible promises, amen, He is faithful and just to forgive and to cleanse from all unrighteousness. So here's the deal. Without that true repentance, you can't get rid of sin. You can't get rid of the shame. Truly being sorry for and turning from those sins is the key step. That's what makes the baptism of repentance effective. You can't truly be washed until you get repentance. I mean, we're going to talk about being washed in the next, you know, three, four weeks. We're going to be talking about this. It's going to be awesome. Mother's Day's next week, so we'll have a great Mother's Day. It's going to be fun. We're excited about it. We're going to be talking about being washed, but you can't truly get clean unless you repent. Somebody said it was like, you know, uh, going. You ever seen some of those people on the videos, maybe the missionary videos or National Geographic, where the people in other countries, some of the other countries, they like go to the mud hole and they're washing their clothes in the mud, and you're like, what? That's not really getting those clothes clean. You're like, they need some clean water. They need some detergent. You know, they need a washboard or something, right? Because it's not truly getting clean. That's how it is when we when we get into the water and we haven't truly repented. It makes us maybe feel cleaner, but it doesn't make us any cleaner, right? It's not gonna make you smell better. We have to turn our lives completely over to God if we want to be forgiven. And so today, if you're in this place, amen, you can repent. Whatever it is that you've done, whatever that's in your past, you can turn from that today and you can truly be forgiven. If you're watching us online today, amen, what you need to do is you need to bow your head and you need to close your eyes and say, God, I need to turn from my sin.
I don't want to keep that sin in my life, but I'm ready to turn things over to you. And so now, amen, I'm ready to give you my whole life. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, let's just talk to Him right now. God, I want You to forgive me. I need Your cleansing in my life. Lord, I'm ready to turn from my sin. I'm ready, God, uh, to turn everything over to You. Amen. I'm ready, God. I want to I want to turn to You and allow You to have Your way in my life. And once you have repented of your sins, amen, we're going to be talking about it, but the very next step after you have repented of your sins is to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the washing, the remission of your sins. It's not biblical to be baptized any other way. I'm not going to get into all that today. Amen. But if you've not been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, then repentance is the first step. And you will follow that with baptism in water and the complete immersion in the name of Jesus Christ. So today, wherever you are, this altar is open. If you're at home watching us, amen, begin to pray right now. Amen. Turn your life over to God. Let God have control and let Him take away your sins if you'll repent today.